Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, but I'm not alone, as usual. I am surrounded by my doctrinaires, Tim Andrews. Hello. English Nick. Good day. Autumn Fisher. And uh, my buddy from New York City, my misanthrope buddy, is going to join us early from Studio B1, Greg Russ. Hey, how's it going? It, coming out of the, the apartment. Oh, you're coming Oh, you're coming out. Well, we'll get into all of that stuff a little bit later. It's a beautiful day. Happy Mother's Day. A beautiful Mother's Day. What is it? Uh, a nine on the Mellish meter? Wow. A nine? Mothering Sunday, they call it in England. Uh, mothering Sunday. But it happened a few weeks back. That sounds kind of dirty, Mothering Sunday, I Smothering say. Monday? Smothering, yeah. <laughs> Smother your mother? <laughs> mothering Sunday. On yeah, this, where's my breakfast in bed? Uh, well, look, you have to talk to your husband and that kid of yours. But uh, on this beautiful Mother's Day, let's start it the way we start every Sunday. Headlines of the week. And our friend Jared Yamamoto is, uh, I believe his sister is graduating from UNC. And he is there attending those he festivities. Yes, of course he went to that. It's his sister. Why wouldn't she <laughs> go to that? I didn't go to my sister's graduation. Who cares? Somehow that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Greg will be filling in for Jared. What are the headlines? Uh, let's start with this one. Uh, scumbag. Oh, sorry. Alleged scumbag Justin Ross Harris gets a change of venue in hot car death trial. I think the, you just <laughs> pointed out the reason that the judge granted... <laughs> A new venue for Ross Harris because everyone in Atlanta is pretty much convinced that he's guilty, including me. So uh, I think that it's probably a good move. I was looking at this. I don't. They haven't uh, said exactly where it's going yet, right, Greg? It's not. Uh, it's not. No, they haven't. They haven't. Decided. So they're gonna, they've got to decide. I guess the uh, prosecution and the defense they get together and they have to agree on the new venue. Then there's also the idea that uh, a lot of these smaller counties maybe can't even don't even know how to deal with a trial of this size. So I and on top of it. Um, I would think the entire state of Georgia is pretty fascinated with this, but maybe not. If you get down to Savannah or somewhere along there, maybe they don't follow it the way that we're following it. How about a nice Guatemalan village? Yes, that's what I'm saying. You, yeah, I that's mean, what they need. In order to find people who have absolutely no opinion, because yeah. this is one of those cases where you just can't hear it or read about it or know about it and not come to some sort of conclusion. Now, the man is innocent until proven guilty. That's our system, and that's important that we, we, we keep that. But it is very difficult for me. I could never be on that jury. I also wonder how many people don't want to be on the jury, and the best way to not be on a jury like that is just to show up and say, I think he's guilty of sin, <laughs> and there's nothing I can hear that will yeah. change my mind. Because this thing could drag on. These things tend to drag on for quite some time. But they, Eric, yes. do you think that you could be chosen as a juror and compartmentalize? And yes. Say, Yes, on the inside, I do feel like he's guilty, but I'm going to approach this with the benefit of the doubt. I believe that I could do that. I, I think that I could rev, uh, have enough reverence for the system right. and the courthouse that I could walk in and I could do that. But that still doesn't wipe out the fact that I really think the dude is guilty. And this is the yeah, reason. because he's totally guilty. That's why. Because <laughs> there's but one. Let me ask you this. Yes. So if you are just guilty. Like, you're so bad at your crime that you everyone knows you are guilty. That should not be a reason for you to actually possibly get off. Meaning, meaning right. what, what do you mean? Like, the fact that uh, people just think that you wouldn't be dumb enough to do it this way? 
No, no. I mean the fact that you were so bad at committing the crime that now it's hard to find you a fair trial, which I understand that's the system. Right. But in a weird way, if someone wanted to manipulate it, you'd be like, I'm going to go commit this crime and I'm going to do it and I'm going to just be so obviously guilty that no, I'm not going to be able to get a fair trial, so therefore maybe I'll never actually even get a trial. Well, they're going, he's going, he's going to get a trial. Maybe they could actually, I've heard of, I think that sometimes trials are actually moved out of state if they have to be. I don't know if it's happened here, going to another state or not, but he's going to get a trial because he has to get a trial. That trial has to be as speedy as possible. Uh, and they'll, it's they'll find two years, right? Well, yeah, they'll find a place. Uh, and and it will happen. Here's the thing for me that the the reason I wouldn't be able to believe for a moment that the guy didn't know what was going on. It's the way that he s- sort of put out this spectacle when he's driving home and he pulls off and gets in the, and then he's he gets out of his car. My son, my son. Let me. This is you know it's a Sunday and people are leaving church and I don't want to rattle your cage, but. Uh, this, Forensics, uh, you got to be a little bit gross here, right? If that kid was in the car that long on that hot of a day, uh, the minute you open the door, if you had forgotten, the minute you open the door, I'm sad to say your nose would tell you what you forgot. You don't get in a car like that and drive a mile and a half or whatever and then turn around and just notice it because it was what, 90-some-odd degrees that day. The kid was in the vehicle for seven hours, and cops that showed up said that there still was. It was still difficult to breathe inside the car, and by the time they showed up, the doors had been open for a little bit. See, I I heard that the defense was saying that because... The the age of the kid that right. the smell wouldn't because the smell comes from like your fat or something. Yeah, but the problem with that is that the cops who showed up could still right. you know, and it grosses me out even to go there. But it's I mean, blood that's, that smells. Oh well, whatever it is, we know that it smells. And, and also the the mom when she showed up to daycare to pick him up and he wasn't there, she was like, "Oh, he left him in the car." Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Uh, so, well, uh, you, you know, why would that be the first thing you, that comes to you? Well, you're getting into something else. There, she's yeah. been exonerated completely. Right, she's right. not even a suspect. So, um, so a real. The, a, it's just a real monster. To even let's say that you carried through this crime. Thinking, you know, whatever delusion he had, I'm going to be free man. I'm going to get to have my autonomy back. Let's see. But the moment that happens, you do carry it through, and then you get back in that car and you see your dead child in the back yeah. to still carry the act through. Meaning, oh my son. Well, I beyond that. What is well, happening. well, beyond 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 that, man. Be, beyond that, if you throw in the whole sexting at work while it's going on, you've got yeah. yourself a true monster here. So that's the one thing. If there's anything, if I was a juror, that would make me think that he didn't do it is the fact that he was sexting because I would think that he would think well I got to act completely perfect today if I'm trying to right. pull off the, the 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 perfect crime I've got to go out of my way to be normal today and be available to people so but you know it, look this is why it's being moved because I think he's a monster. Next headline. <laughs> uh, I, I think you may want to talk about this. I heard the report on WSB. E-cigarettes and vapor devices now uh, coming under FDA oversight. Uh, I, do, I do not understand this one. Feel-good legislation it's, to make the, 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 you know, the liberals who are like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> makes it, is, that all, is that all they have? I don't like that? I pretty I much that's what it is. Pass a law. I don't like that. I they don't, don't smell. You can't. You can't is, you, it, is it liberals? Let me ask you this because a lot of people I see smoking these are probably liberals. 
Yeah, but it's usually the liberals who are the lifestyle police. I, I mean, you had you had Bloomberg here in New York, and he wasn't liberal, and he oh, was lifestyle police. He's as liberal as you get. Is there any is there any evidence that the vaping causes cancer? Is there any uh, evidence of that? Point, no, at not, this point, no. No testing for that. So you, they may actually be hurting people by doing this and discouraging people from uh, – because if you're addicted to nicotine, you're addicted to nicotine. The problem with the average regular cigarette is all the carcinogens and everything else that comes with it. It's the delivery system, smoke. right? Right. It's you're the, breathing smoke. It's the delivery system yes. that is the problem. It's not actually the nicotine itself, although it's not good to be addicted to anything. Certainly an awful lot of people are addicted to caffeine. I am. So you vaped, Tim. Uh, does, it, does it help you? You're somebody who's been trying to get rid of – Trying to stop smoking for, well, since I've known you, which yeah. is about 20 years. Yeah, so yeah, like, pretty much. You've been trying to quit smoking. Does this help at all? Um, as far as, if, if okay, here's, what I, here's my honest opinion about this. These things will get you through the day, but I would much rather smoke a cigarette. Now, what, so Why is that? Because uh, it's a ritual. It's in your hands. It's in your mouth. It's in your fingers. It's in your mouth. It's in your fingers. And, and the smoke, smoke is part of it. And you're inhaling and you're yeah. breathing. And yeah, that's the whole thing. So the idea here is that they don't want kids getting hooked on it. Or uh, There may be many lives that have been saved if people over the last five or six years have switched. There have um, been. Or if, if even if during that period of time where you're a kid and you think it's cool – if you choose the vaping over the actual cigarette, see, they wouldn't have your problem. They wouldn't have the memory of what the cigarette was like. Mm -hmm. So maybe that would be better. But on top of it, it's government, and my feeling is that they're going to get some sort of tax revenue out of it exactly. somehow. That's, that's the important thing. You know, the well, government, the government, the, you have this deal with the attorneys general from all over the country, and so they get a lot of money out of the sale of cigarettes. Absolutely. And I don't know if they're getting the same amount of money out of this. And whenever the government comes along with taxes it's, it's a it's 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 oxymoronic right the idea is we don't want you to do this but we're going to raise a lot of revenue off of that we're going to build parks and bridges and what you stop doing it now how are we going to get our parks and bridges <laughs> it's you know it's counterintuitive the idea of a syntax so that may be what's behind this i'd like to see if the revenue is dropping you look at it you look at a state like new york where a pack of cigarettes is 12 bucks okay mm -hmm. or more and if you're buying it's, it's uh 13 to 15 yeah now. and if you're buying vape juice you're saving money and the government's not getting their cut anymore. I got to so, think. I'm just cynical enough. This libertarian is just cynical enough yep. to believe that it's all about the money. All right. It is we, a $5.2 billion industry. They want the money. Yeah. All right. We'll try to squeeze in another headline or two when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Tim. That's English Nick. That's Autumn. We're in the middle of headlines. Greg is doing those. And by, by the way, if you're listening to the headlines of the week and you're wondering, what about Donald Trump? What, why aren't they talking about the presidential <laughs> contest? Well, there's a good reason for that. Because in the next half hour, we have it. Give it its own segment. It's called Campaign Chaos. We'll do that then. But for now, Greg, give me another headline. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, they defeated the Hawks again, 121 to 108. That was game three. Game four is today. This is hard. This is hard to watch. I've been watching a little bit of it, and I it's difficult to watch. Now, this is what you need to know. 
no team has ever come back in the uh, playoffs in the NBA from a 3 nothing deficit. That's just the... The way that it is, and I don't want to be a person of prediction here. I'm I say I'm not looking for this to be the first time because I still want the Hawks to win. I still believe, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you what's difficult about this team when you watch them. They're so close. They are so close, but they need somebody who can close the deal. If you want to move on in the playoffs in the NBA, or even in the NBA at all, you have to be playing your best ball in the last four minutes of the game. And that's where the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, the, uh, game, uh, game three, they, were, they, they won the second quarter. They, they came back out. They won the third quarter. Going into the fourth, they were still looking good. And then, as always happens with this team, when the spotlight got a little bit brighter, when we when it really got bright, now is the moment. I hate to say this, they 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 appear to choke, and they could they could have won the first game, they could have won the third game. There was no way in uh, heck <laughs> that second say, game. The second game, they weren't going to win that one. That was domination all the way around. But if you watch that the uh, third game, I mean, there were through a lot of that game, they were lighting it up, and Corver was hitting it, and uh, Teague was hitting it, and uh, Horford Millsap. It took him a while to get heated up, but in the second half, he started hitting it. But I'm telling you, with this team. They just when the when you've got to play your best when the spotlight is brightest, and that's in the last four minutes. Am I right, Demarco? You're looking at me. You're shaking your head. You've got to do it. And I'll tell you what annoys me. I, I don't. I don't know a lot about what their salary cap is, but you, you know, you, you hear these stories that so and so wants Durant, and they these people. Everybody's going to. You never hear Atlanta Hawks. No one. They're never <laughs> involved with some free agent who's huge out there. And I got to believe that Atlanta's a good city to live in and this team has a good coach and this team is just a piece or two away i I think it's going to be changing because of the coach the ownership has transitioned you know there was some of these things that people didn't want to come here they were losing constantly yeah Uh, even though they've made the playoffs i think for seven eight years in a row which is not that hard to do in the nba no it's not that hard to the east yeah when, when losing records were getting in. But I think that's going to change. And their salary cap, you know, it was a problem. But one of the first things they did uh, was clean that up. So I think they have the resources and the money in the room to do what they need to do. I didn't follow. I don't know enough about the players that are on. The, I, I didn't follow Horford in college. I didn't follow Millsap in college. I, was this always a thing where at the last minute, where it's so important that they, when the spotlight just gets a little bit brighter, I, the, the, the first game, I believe it was, they rallied back from an 18-point deficit took the lead, and then didn't score, I think, for the last four minutes of the game and, and lost it. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say other than they, uh, they appear to get the those, nerves. Yeah, Horford was on those Florida Gators teams that won championships. Yeah, but uh, how, how, how is his play? I don't know. I, I, just, I don't understand how it is that you can hit these shots <laughs> all the way down the line until it really, really, really matters. Have you seen the look in LeBron James's eye when he's in the last four minutes of the game? Boom! That's the look we need. The yeah. eye of the tiger. Yeah, that's the, but they, it's the one thing they don't have. They're well coached. I like the team. They're fun to watch. But uh, you got to play your best ball when the spotlight gets the brightest. All right. As I promised, we'll do our presidential campaign segment. We call it Campaign Chaos. Come on back and listen to it. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. 
If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you find a story that gives you a deeper look at what's next in the hot car death trial and the taxpayer's cost to move the case out of town, which I hear is going to be a lot. So it's Sunday. It's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hester. That's Tim. That's English Nick. That's Autumn. I believe Greg is still with us. Is that Greg over there? I'm still here. Okay, very good. So it is now time to cover this ridiculous presidential campaign. I've decided I'm a candidate for president of the United States. I am running for president of the United States. Thank you all. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for president of the United States. Campaign chaos. All right, Tim Andrews, what are the campaign stories that have the people talking on this Sunday? Good news, Hillary Clinton fans. CNN reports the FBI has found no criminal wrongdoing in the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Some might call it a scandal. <laughs> now, ah, uh, yes, Hillary, I know I know you're happy, but I think this is... Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. but I hear... Okay, but I, I, I believe this is an unnamed source. I don't know mm-hmm. if this is... But you feel you, you've been vindicated, right? You do. I feel great. Because you got away with something or because you always knew you were innocent? No, because, of course, they are just trying to suppress... The chance that the first female president of the United States of America could be this great. That's what it's all about. They were trying to keep you out because you're a woman. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. And you know, the most alluring thing a woman can have is confidence. Yes, it's true. And I feel that because of my confidence, they, 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 there's a tension between us. Uh-huh. And people don't want the wo- a woman president because they can't handle it. Oh, they can't handle the fact that you're an empowered woman. Is that it? Exactly. I see. So it has nothing to do with the fact that you had a, your own private server, and that was kind of weird. And, and I told you. That was just, you know, I didn't it, know what was happening. They hand me a phone, and I check my email, and I email my daughter. It's, you know. I never thought there was going to be much here. I have, I have to tell you. I, there's the, if you watch Fox News... They'll tell you that there's, oh, there's no way she's never going to make it. It's uh, she'll, she'll be in jail by the time they have uh, the the presidential election. And I just think to myself, this is are you crazy? That's it's a Democrat administration. She's running for a third term of the president who's there now, and you're going to convince me that somehow this administration is going to go after her? No, it's I, I never believed that it was going to happen. Now, all that being said, it is an unnamed source. I believe, and so maybe maybe we don't know. The one thing that I find inside there that I don't think is necessarily true is I say no criminal wrongdoing, no malice of forethought, which may be true, but my understanding is when it comes to the affairs of state, I'm not talking about Bill Clinton. When it comes to the affairs, <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. When it, when it comes to the affairs, talk about that. I, okay, when it comes to the affairs of state. Malice of forethought doesn't matter. Like you, you don't have to be trying to give up the nation's secrets. I thought the standard was was quite frankly lower than that, which is just if on your watch state secrets get out, you are held liable for it. That's the way that I thought it was. But either way, it doesn't matter because a Democrat administration is not going to start a case like this against the. Uh, presumptive nominee of their party for the presidency. It's just not going to happen. So that makes you feel good, Bill, I'm sure. 
I, listen, I, I just can't wait to get back in the White House. I hit a bunch of stuff under the car. Bill, Bill, Bill you don't seem to be. A, what, what is with that lower jaw? You didn't I got to move anymore. You got to be able to close, close it. your mouth. Uh, like you're out of hold on. She lit it right over. Yeah. It's all right. He's drooling. He's drooling a little bit, Hillary. He's drooling a little bit. You might want to get here. You go, honey. That lower jaw doesn't doesn't come back up. I bet a lot of you ladies out there were pretty back when I was president. Now you're all a bunch of old. <laughs> All right, Bill, calm down. You know, he's still as sexy to me as when we first got uh, You know, somehow I, fu- I think that I believe that. <laughs> I actually believe that. Yeah, I look like a cottonball now. Look at my hair. You know, Bill Clinton did actually go there with the women thing. Uh, I my, still feel young, but I know this. <laughs> you want. <laughs> it's been a long time since a girl said that to me. <laughs> I usually get you look good for a man your age. That last phrase is a killer. <laughs> how do you not, Bill? How do you not know? Just don't go there. Don't go with girls. Don't. don't not, this is not good for you. That's always my appeal. That's always my appeal. What a Hillary. <laughs> it's right, and you know that's what I was drawn to. Yes, but it's also you know it's been a blessing and a curse. When I first met Hillary, I said, Are "You looking for a philanderer?" <laughs> To spend your life with. She's like, yeah. Close the jaw, Bill. Bring it uh, back. I know, honey. It's all right. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I know you will. Uh, so I hear it's, is it two for one? If you get into the presidency, uh, what, Bill Clinton's a former president. So you gonna, I am? Yeah, you are. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so perhaps uh you know he gets to do some stuff not just be the first husband or whatever you call i get him. to talk to boris yeltsin 700 times a week <laughs> see you live are you gonna put it back in the on the yeltsin watch oh i'm just yeltsin. gonna laugh and laugh and laugh <laughs> lower jaw bill just laugh, bring, uh, bring laugh. it back we're up. gonna install that uh little elevator that goes up the stairs for him <laughs> Oh, the chair? The little chair. Oh, Don't worry, it. honey. I, I, I'll take care of you. I can't wait. Oh, you guys sound like you're just really, really, really in love. It's my house. <laughs> Give me a... What about All Goosefer? Right, you could, uh, it's your house. Goosefer. What about Goosefer? Goosefer is in the news. He says he attacked Hillary Clinton's email and, quote, unquote, it was easy. Yeah, and he got in. Now, this guy is... he's look Gmail, isn't it? Yeah, he's looking at uh, like 100 years yeah. in prison. And I don't know what he's, who he hacked into that he's already in trouble. So as much as I believe that Hillary did wrong here, I don't know that I'm necessarily believing this guy, Guccifer, because he might, you know, can he show evidence that he was actually in there? Yeah. Claims he went in there. Well, if he, if he can show evidence that he went in there, that's fine. But I don't know if we know that yet, that, that he actually... Did he use a cigar? Because <laughs> that's evident. Lower jaw. Lower jaw. Uh... <laughs> Um, you know, why is this, this guy's living in France, right? Or he's No, living- he's here. He's, he's in prison here now. Oh. He was extradited. Oh. So, uh, and he's looking at a hundred years. For that? For, well, no, not for Clinton. Okay. For other things. Oh. He's a big time hacker. Mm-hmm. I thought you were telling me the story. Well, I am telling what you the story and that, uh, he, he, he says it was easy and he says, but, but then it, it harkens back to the first story. If there's nothing to investigate and there was no wrongdoing, then it's just a lot of bluster from... Oh, sounds like he's on your side, Hillary. Hey, you know, I, there's nothing in there. <laughs> First of all, 
you go into my emails, you see a lot of correspondence between me and my daughter on this Mother's Day. You know, uh, I am a mother. You are. And, then- and we were talking about her wedding dress and our little granddaughter eventually. <laughs> and, you know, it's just a lot of heartfelt family. Well, then why not just open it up? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah let, because it's not, get none of, of your be- beeswax, mister. Ooh, okay, she's getting... She's getting. I, don't, I was going to use the U word, but I use the U word. That's wrong. Oh, okay. So uh, give me a, something about Trump. What's going Let's on? Let's talk about Trump. Donald Trump is in in a, in a dispute right now with uh, liberal Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, She's a senator, right? I'm not. She is a senator. Okay, great. I didn't did you wake up this morning? You all right? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Did you, did you bring your did you bring your thinking faculties with you today? They had okay? a little Twitter battle. You know, Elizabeth Warren is uh, a Native American. She's one of the first Native Americans. <laughs> senator, and uh, Donald Trump is uh, is not suffering her foolishness. So Goofy uh, is his nickname for her. Yeah, yeah. Goofy. Goofy <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. Now Elizabeth Warren, the the progressives love this woman. They wanted her to run instead of Hillary. They love this woman, and I. I wish, I wish that she, I hope that she gets out on the stage more. Because let me tell you something about this woman, Elizabeth Warren, Warren, that the Warren men. And as you alluded to, when she was running for Senate, it came up. She got into college saying she was some percentage of Native American. It turned out <laughs> yeah. to be nothing. And so she's been going around saying that she was Native American. Um, this woman, who the progressives love, is so condescending. I mean, elitist. She speaks to everyone around her the way a dental hygienist speaks to you. This, like the way a kindergarten teacher speaks to you. I myself would rather go camping for three weeks with Hillary Clinton than spend ten minutes in a room <laughs> with Elizabeth Warren. Well, wow. this she is the most condescending human being and i want the progressives yeah let her out let her speak she, to quote the great roger waters she radiates cold shards of broken glass she has no humanity and i say to my progressive friends convince her to be more outspoken because every time she opens her mouth she will lose independent and moderate votes all over the place because people understand when they're being talked down to well she knows are, what's are best for us right are you serious about going camping uh well no 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 that was just like because just a, i've got a free uh weekend we can stay through no, monday let's go glamping a, let's go glamping i got an airstream that's right listen i have a really big sleeping bag and you yeah. know the rule no clothes blow on in the sleeping bag i i, <laughs> I gotta blow up mattress i don't say i, I just i just bill uh, doesn't want to he don't we don't really sleep in the same room anymore but she's Eric, you and i could squeeze into a sleeping bag together as alluring as all of this sounds mm. i was just using S'mores, it. I was, eric no. would you like another s'more the point of what i was saying was that <laughs> i wouldn't want to go camping with you but if the choice was to spend 10 minutes in a room with this elizabeth warren i would choose three weeks with you on a camping trip well let me let's change your mind come with us <laughs> I didn't know We've that got you guys... an airstream and a blow-up mattress and s'mores. She's goofy. And we're I agree with Donald Trump. She's goofy. I'll get out. <laughs> I didn't realize the two of you were campers. Oh, we go camp all the time. Oh, we love to camp, don't we, Bill? You should see Hillary go fishing. That's right. She puts on the hip whiters, gets on the steering, fly fish queen. Uh, lower jaw. Lower jaw. Just bring it back up. Bring it I back. camp. <laughs> 
Listen, stop mentioning his lower jaw. He can't help it. I'm trying to help him. He's trying to help you. I'm trying to help him. You it know, doesn't in look this good. Country, He's we do him. too much lower jaw shaming. <laughs> exactly. I can't help. You back there, shut up about my lower jaw. You can get out of here, you 9 11 Yeah, trainer. get out of Eric. Leave this man alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I bullying? Am I Pick on someone your own size, which is me. Bill's I... lost a lot of weight these days. You're one of those guys that goes out to California and runs around naked with Republicans in the woods. <laughs> You're just saying things I now, Bill. It. It's just you're just it's almost like Tourette's with you. Just <laughs> By the way, you gotta check out Donald Trump's if if you're interested, read these tweets about her. Let's properly check Goofy Elizabeth Warren's records and see if she's Native American. I say she's a fraud. <laughs> I love – look, that's a perfect name for her because Goofy. that is – most people don't – you know what the people who listen to talk radio and watch 24-hour news are, don't realize? Most of the country, <laughs> 70% of the voters in the country haven't even begun to tune in yet. Right. And so bring these freaks like Elizabeth Warren out. I mean, Elizabeth Warren has been in the Senate for a few years. She's done nothing uh-huh. except complain about stuff. She's done absolutely nothing. <laughs> She is goofy. I like that name. But as I said, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I'm not voting for Hillary Clinton. So I'm your sincere, honest voice about all of this. I have no skin in this game. But if he's going to call her goofy, he gets a couple points from me. All right. A couple more stories from Campaign Chaos just after this. The Von Hessler Doctrine. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Tim. That's English Nick. That's Autumn. That's Greg. We're doing campaign chaos, and I don't, I don't want to throw you... I know you have another story for me, Tim. Sure. But uh, I guess Rolling Stones told Donald Trump to stop playing this song at his rallies. And uh, Trump claimed something in... I don't even know. We use so many songs, yeah. and and by the way, we have the rights to use them. I always we, buy the rights. The Stones don't have any right to tell them. Only the record label does. Well, that's what I'm on when he says we have the rights to use them. Does he mean he's paying like a ASCAP or maybe BMI fees or something? Yeah. And yeah. by the way, if you're not in the music industry, I didn't just swear. No. <laughs> Played his he paid his ASCAP fees. Yes. And that's what I don't understand. You hear this all the time. Uh, Foo Fighters got mad because John. McCain was playing There Goes My Hero. Yep. God forbid that actually a guy who was a hero was in fact a, a yeah. hero. God That's forbid, right. just because you don't right. like him. Just because you don't like him, he shouldn't be able to play. And usually people do stop playing the music, but I don't know that they don't actually have, have to. A, I don't think that you really have a right. Your music is out there, and then if you pay some sort of fees, the way like a nightclub, any kind of club, they have to pay. There's two companies. One's ASCAP, one's another one. I'm not sure what BMI. BMI, BMI right. Yeah. And as long as you pay the, those dues, then if you have your own club, you're allowed to play whatever you it's want. Like it's like it's an annual fee if you have a club or yeah. a bar and you play music. But I don't know yeah. how. I don't know how it uh, extends to uh, actual whatever presidential company. campaigns. Well, I'm not sure. It's whatever company he uses to produce the commercials or to produce this or that. Right. And look at Rush Limbaugh has used uh, the Pretenders I, for thirty some years. I was gonna. I was gonna and say you know that, that she didn't like him. Chrissy Hind is a complete. <laughs> Aggressive, yeah. throw blood on your fur, you know, kind of person. So my guess is that she's not behind that, but she's never been able to do anything about it. But that's radio. So as long as the radio stations are playing the paying those fees, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't know how it, it goes to it looks, you know I, rallies. I, I, I've got it here. If a campaign wants to use a song, uh, they need to talk to the publisher and the record label. That's how they get the rights to it. So but yeah, not if the, the artist. artist 
Yeah, if the artist doesn't actually own the rights to their own song, if it's the label, then mm-hmm. it's through the label. But Some artists... Before you start something like that and choose the song, wouldn't you ask maybe the representatives? You don't want to do that. No, it? if you're in politics, you just want to go ahead and wait for the cease and desist Make order. Because if you, if you as a politician start asking, and especially if you're a Republican, I mean, how many Republican <laughs> rock stars are there? Uh, the, the Chris Christie Ted Rock, uh, Ted Nugent, Chris, yep. Chris Christie with the, the Springsteen. The fact that you know it's been stated that Springsteen does not like Chris Christie, and he still goes to the shows and he dances and he sings. It's really disturbing. Nah. <laughs> it, it is disturbing. Isn't it? <laughs> well, when you, you're an artist, you don't control who likes you. So yeah. just right. make your music or your art and shut up. And remember, just seeing Chris Christie dance anywhere is disconcerting. It doesn't matter what the political <laughs> issue around it is. All right, when we return, it is time for Autumn Fisher in a little segment we call WTF. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 2 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, your lovely Sunday afternoon chat host. I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by my doctrinaires. That's Tim. That's English Nick. Autumn is here. Greg is here. Before we get to uh, our WTF segment, though, Greg, he looked a little deeper into this idea. So we were talking before we left that Donald Trump want, uh, or the Stones, Rolling Stones, have told Donald Trump to stop using their music at his rallies. He was using Start Me Up. I don't know if it, what else he was using. And uh, Donald Trump said that he, he pays for this stuff. He, it's, it's already bought and paid for, I guess. We use so many songs. Yeah. And, and by the way, we have the rights to use them. I always we, buy the rights. Now, and we, I had wondered, uh, how does that even work? If you are an artist, are you allowed to say stop? And Greg says there's three ways, apparently. Yeah, so you do have to get the rights first because the label obviously come after you. But uh, even if you have the licenses to play the music, the artist can come after you and sue you for right of publicity, which in many states prov- uh, provides image protection for famous people or artists. The Lanham Act, which covers the confusion or dilution of a trademark, such as a band or artist name, and false endorsement. That, the, that's the one that sticks uh, with me. That, that one sticks with me, the idea that people will assume that... The, that Whoever the artist is, is on their side of the political campaign. But obviously it's, it's different in terms, because you brought up uh, Rush Limbaugh and the fact that he uses The Pretenders uh, as been his theme song the whole time. Must be Radio Protects You. There, there has to be something different about radio. Well, he's also not running for office. I don't know. It's that You could spin it, I guess, and say that he's using that and it could claim there's an endorsement there, but that doesn't really happen with radio. Well, Chrissy Hine tried to get him to stop using it once, and and it didn't work. Because, I mean, she is a radical leftist. She couldn't be further away from his point of view uh, if if she tried. All right, well, it's time to do this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF. It's time to do this? That's my intro? It's time to do this. We gotta do this. Yeah, Uh. let's get it out of the way. It's on the schedule. There's no way to treat a mother. Oh, on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Autumn Fisher. Thanks. Now, give us the stories. It's time to do this, so do it. (laughs) Here's the stupid segment. Let's get it over quick. Uh, KFC has decided to combine their chicken with nail polish. They've made an edible nail polish that uh, you're supposed to apply and dry like regular nail polish, and then you lick the nail polish off. And it's supposed to taste like chicken. <laughs> and it was, so they have original and uh, the super spicy are the two. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really is 
finger licking good. That's the catchphrase. That's that's what they know. That's it's called. It's finger licking good. Yep. And uh, you know, here's uh, how do you take a story like this seriously? You don't. It's obviously with that brand. By the way, I love them. KFC. Yeah, uh, delicious. They've gone weird like they, their their marketing is, mm-hmm. is 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 intentionally kind of strange you know, remember years ago burger king did this for a while where uh the burger king would show up and his face would be or in the creepy bedroom and, window yeah. and, i know like, i loved that guy though <laughs> and uh, loved it. kfc's been doing this thing where you have different kernels different comedians so it started out with daryl hammond then it went to norm mcdonald now it's jim gaffigan I the feel- next one is going to be uh david allen greer that's what yeah oh, well, great according to one of the commercials foreshadowed that with a picture of him on the wall as potential uh, colonels. I feel bad for Jim Gaffigan, who is one of the best comedians out there. Yeah. Following Norm Macdonald's colonel, that's just, just that's tough. That's tough. I, that was some of the best. Those were some of the funniest commercials. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I, who watches them? I mean, that's what KFC understands. I think with in the DVR culture, mm. your commercials now have to deliver something. So I have. They've been successful because I've DVR to say I'm, I, I started game thirty minutes in. I started watching it thirty minutes into it, so I can go fast through every forward. fast forward through every commercial. And if I notice, I think that there's a new when Norm Macdonald was doing it. If I thought there was a new KFC commercial that I hadn't seen, I would stop and roll back. And oh, I haven't seen this one. I haven't seen this one. Just I want to watch see it. Yeah. So I don't know how long that that string can go on. But I do it I, with that, and I do it with the Prius commercials with the guys from The Wire. Right, exactly. So they everybody, this is the new advertising yes. on television. We're, we're lucky in radio. I mean, you don't have a DVR yet for radio. <laughs> People, if they like you, they kind of stick around, wait for you to come back. Why would you go anywhere? Because you'll miss, what if you miss 20 seconds of me yeah. on the other side? You don't want to take that. You don't want to take that chance. So this is, I think, they've been very good at sort of beating the DVR, which is what you have to do with television commercials now. And uh, this is just more weirdness, right? We're not going to be, this isn't going to be around in two so. years. It's, uh, <laughs> no, people who buy it will buy it and never use it, right? They'll just, hey, I bought that thing. It's funny. Stocking stuffer. Supposedly, once, if you get right? hungry, yeah, if you get hungry, you can, uh, you can lick your fingers and then you'll, you won't, maybe you'll lose weight because you won't but have to actually a, eat the whole thing. That's right. But it, it is such a strange thing in this world where we're obsessed with, you know, cleaning our hands all yeah, the time yeah. and, you know, things being, I don't know, vegan or like more whole, you know, like yeah. the whole. Or what's the hand stuff thing? that people, I never use it. Oh, the sanitizer? The sanitizer. I never touch that stuff. Me either. If you really want to make it so that you can never fight off another disease again, yeah. just constantly be sanitizing <laughs> your hands. But you know what? It's the same thing with your, the soap that you might buy, just like the little soap. Yeah, you know, for your sink, it's the same thing, really. It has antibacterial. Well, you got to make sure you don't you buy the stuff that doesn't have. I'm it. an right. ivory you have soap. Have to go man. to the hippie section of the no, yeah, no. Man. I'm an ivory soap. You go ivory soap. Right. It's uh, I, what is it? What is the percentage on there? I was things like ninety four point five percent pure soap or whatever. It's, it's yeah. nine point nine nine nine. No, even if you put nine nine, I think to myself, well, did somebody go to sleep on the job? <laughs> you can get that close to a hundred percent. It flows. Well, yeah, a want, little more effort, just a little more effort here. We Do you can want have 100%? this soap to cost four more dollars? Well, then here's your ninety six percent. Oh, is that how it works? Like the last four <laughs> yeah. percent is where all the money is. Right? Water, it's just water. The other small. I percentage. just look at it. and I think somebody knocked off early, so I'm going home. Now yeah. you go to Whole Foods and get yourself some, uh, you know, holistic soap for two hundred dollars. It's made those. of dirt. I <laughs> dirt soap. <laughs> dirt soap. I have some hippie friends who have made soap for me. And, well, I mean, we I have made it. My husband. Oh, makes yeah, it for you. you make soap. What do you render? 
It's it's my husband. He does it. Yeah, but what does he render fat-wise? Or is there no uh, fat it's oils. It's okay. oil. So yours was a little bit better. I had this other hippie friend who made soap. No lather. Oh, you know, he's, what, he's what got is, a lather. What is soap without lather? I because it the doesn't, lather. a lot of people don't want to deal with the lye because it's so caustic. Mm-hmm. So if you don't use the lye, then you don't get as much of a lather. If you don't want to use the lye because it's too caustic, get another hobby. If you're going <laughs> to do it, do it right. Soap that doesn't lather isn't soap. That's right. It doesn't feel no, good. I, no, but it's slimy at that point. It's, yeah. a, it's soap, in, it's like fatty acids, right, if done correctly. Yes. Yes. So without the lather, you're just wiping fatty acids all over your body. I know. Everything I know about making soap comes from Autumn's husband and the movie The Fight Club. Give me another story. <laughs> uh, Caitlyn Jenner is going to pose nude for her Sports Illustrated cover. Now, mm. I feel like this you're is welcome. a little bit of a misleading story because it says that she's going to be on the cover with like just her gold medals and the American flag. Just one gold which, medal, and I think I'm I sorry, think one. I think probably she'll be wrapped in the American flag. Yeah, with she's the not gold. gonna. You're not gonna see anything good. Uh, well, what how do you know? Uh, Every your... part of me is good. <laughs> and also <laughs> the the you know this article describes you as a bombshell. Do you I think am a you bombshell. Describe yourself that way. I would look at me. I'm 64 years old, or however old I am, and I look like I'm 28. <laughs> You're beautiful. This is something I don't understand, though, Caitlin. I try to get mm-hmm. on with my progressive friends. Sure. You're not Bruce. So why? Why It would be like me going and getting those that medal and putting it on because no. Bruce Jenner won that medal. And the, the thing that my progressive friends tell me is I must never mess up and ever refer to you as Bruce because you're not Bruce. So whose medal is that that you're wearing? A little piece of me will always be Bruce. Well, <laughs> A little part of me will carry Not Bruce. so little. A little part of me carries Bruce around with me. So, so it's it okay for me to refer to you as Bruce then? If it's okay for you to show up on the Sports Illustrated with with no, I prefer to be you called. Steal that medal? I, I prefer to be called Caitlin. Uh, yes, because you're a, you're a lady now. I am a lady. Then how if Caitlin if you're if Caitlyn Jenner yeah. is on the cover of Sports Illustrated with Bruce Jenner's gold medal i don't know you stole it and listen the world is crazy my life has been a whirlwind i wish there was some video right now because tim andrews is uh caitlin jenner yes. has one eye closed the whole time that's the most disturbing thing about it, it's a, it i'll tell you something about the, having tim andrews on the radio you only get half the show yeah. because his voices are so good because he contorts his face to look yes. like the person that he's doing so <laughs> The medals are Bruce's. Yes, they don't belong to you. Well, they belong to me because Bruce is a part of me. They're still... Uh. Parts of me will never be female. (laughs) Uh, Most notably... um, The part with the medal. uh, The The gold medal part. The gold medal part and the part where there's no uterus. (laughs) Or cervix. Or any of those things you need to really be a woman. But I feel like... Oh, wait. You're going to get me in trouble. Don't be a hater, Caitlin. You are a woman. Well, I'm a Republican, and I'm supporting Donald Trump. I I rec... Why would you like Trump? I do. You want to make America great again. Make America great again. (laughs) Make yourself whatever you want again. (laughs) (laughs) I just... It's that little thing there that I don't... My progressive friends will smack me in the head if I ever ever refer to you as Bruce or him or... I understand. He's... Or she's Caitlin. You and I go way back. Yeah, I know. I, I remember I saw you in the Village People movie. Right, so it was a great movie. Can't stop the music. Can't stop. That the was mu- where that was where he Bruce at the time realized his true calling to be a woman. Yeah, is that true? I don't. Well, know. Well, just the drama that uh-huh. he put into that role. Yes, he was. You he could was just a- tell, like, and the fanfare and the sparkly things. I thought the- it was a pole vault. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> or the javelin. I love throwing that. <laughs> or the discus. <laughs> you know what I think that's really going on here? You want the Von Hessler doctrine on this. Magazines are dead. You got to find a way to sell magazines, yep. and they don't sell. And so, this is maybe something that's going to sell, and uh, that's what you're looking for. Because wasn't one that long ago? Sports Illustrated. The only magazines that are left, they're in the novelty business. Like right. they have, they're like shock jocks from the 1980s. You know, <laughs> like they have because they had like the plus size mm-hmm. uh, uh, bikini girl oh, on yeah, the sports yeah. the last one that which nobody is, bought, which is fine. But I think more people probably bought that than otherwise. Because why not just pull it up online? Yeah. So if Listen, you're trying. Call Call me, call me if Caitlin actually is really naked on the cover. What do you want me to call you? <laughs> Caitlin, you're quick. I know. All right, we'll try to squeeze in another WTF story or two when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric. That's Tim. That's English Nick. Greg is with us. Autumn is doing our WTF stories, so give me another one. Sure. So Arsenio Hall is suing Sinead O'Connor over a Facebook rant, uh, <laughs> claiming that he provided some of uh, Prince's drugs for him. So she went on, Sinead O'Connor, by the way, do people even remember her? She had a huge hit in the early 90s with a Prince song called Nothing Compares to You, and she was she had her, her visual brand. She stood out because she was uh, bald. She was a bald woman singing this, and, and she sang the song great, and people fell in love with her for about five minutes, and then she immediately turned out to be a lunatic. Ripped up the picture of the Pope. Yeah, then she was on Saturday Night Live. She ripped up the picture of the Pope, the whole deal. And since then, she's really Kind of a lunatic. Um, the, she was in the news a few weeks ago, no, a couple months ago, where she was having a feud with her children through Facebook mm-hmm. and saying very strange things, just really sounding like somebody who's not on their medication, really. Because one rant would go one way, and then the next would be, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then two days later, another rant about how horrible they are. So really showing all the signs of, I don't know what the clinical diagnosis is. An Irish skinhead. There was. Yes. An Irish skinhead is what she Never is. happy, these Irish. No, skin no. Never, never happy. <laughs> so, what do you have? What she said? A little bit of what she said on Facebook. I mean, what, what she's alleging that Arsenio Hall, again in the same time period, quite a popular <laughs> late night talk show host uh, from the early nineties. We're like in a time machine where yeah. uh, Arsenio Hall and Sinead O'Connor <laughs> are uh, <laughs> are. <laughs> are feuding. Uh, but so he's she's saying that he supplied Prince with a lot of these pills. Right, and I'm actually I'm looking for maybe some of the of her quotes. I'm having trouble finding. Exactly. Well, that's all right. It was basically I, I can tell you I've read uh, different stories on Sinead O'Connor over the last few years. How would she know? She's a lunatic. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, well, so I, I, uh, I so oh, I, here. Can't... I she says something about afterwards. She says I'm more amused than ever than I've ever dreamed a person could be uh, to look forward to how hilarious it will be to watch him trying to prove me wrong. Oh, so hmm. she's on. So the challenge is on. So how much is he suing her for? Five million or something like that? Yeah, I think it's five million. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. You know, it's kind of funny. I don't know if, if I were Arsenio Hall. I don't know exactly what he's doing if he's trying to get back into TV or. He just did and failed. Yeah, a okay. couple of years so, ago. Yeah. I just kind of feel like if someone was doing that to me, I just I don't know if I'd give it credence. Well, here's the problem. It's Facebook, and if you don't answer something like that, Prince is beloved. We don't know what exactly happened. Obviously, there was some sort of addiction involving pills, and if you just let that stand, 
that I mean, everyone knows that Arsenio does know Prince, and Sinead must have known him at some point because she got a hit off of his song. So I think if you just let it lay out there, then people are going to assume that that's what happened. Right. Uh, and if it's but if it, if that isn't what happened, then I think that he has a right to go after her because it's good. If look, if he's good, <laughs> Arsenio Hall is going to be the guy that uh, killed Prince. That's not good for your career. That's not good for your brand. So uh, I understand. And look, my. My first thing out here is saying that she's a lunatic. So I, but just I would be surprised. Doesn't mean that she might not be wrong. No, just that she probably is. Just yeah, that maybe. There's a more more likely that she is than than mm-hmm. she isn't. But uh, yeah, I uh, I the whole thing with Prince. I don't. You mentioned something on the podcast uh, the other day, Autumn. I don't know if it's true. You told me that he didn't get his hip replacement because of his religion. Right. Because I forget what his religion's called. What is it? Jehovah's Witnesses. But I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, they, they can only do blood. They, they don't believe in spilling blood or something. Well, they don't do blood transfusions. Right. That's the thing. You can't take. He oh. said he from somebody would do else. surgery if it were a bloodless operation. Yeah. <laughs> is there any Whatever such thing as a bloodless operation? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still listening to Prince every day. Thank I'm still God, sad you. about it. So, yeah. oh, way to go, Tim. <laughs> More when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And if you pick up today's Atlanta Journal Constitution, you'll find a great story. Takes a deeper look at what's next in the hot car death trial and the taxpayers' cost to move the case out of town. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Before we get to uh, Outrage Corner, by the way, I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Tim. That's English Nick. Greg and Autumn are with us. Uh, before we, I'm going to clean up uh, a couple things. We were talking about Prince and the fact that apparently he refused a hip replacement operation, Autumn told me. Because of his religion, being a Jehovah's Witness, and I did not know this, that uh, they don't believe in in any kind of medical care that involves blood. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to learn more about it, so I I went to the source, jw.org, jehovahswitnesses.org. And it says they seek the best possible medical care. When they have health problems, we go to doctors who have skill in providing medical and surgical care without blood. And apparently there have been advancements and if you read this page, it seems like they're able to pretty much get anything that they want done. It's just that they have to get the right surgeons, the right doctors, who know how to do this bloodless surgery. How can you do surgery without blood? Forget about that. If you can, and all Jehovah's Witnesses aren't dying every time they have something happen to them, how is it that Prince, how would he not be able to get in touch with a doctor that can do this? Because according to this, they do have medical procedures yeah. done all the time because there are people who actually... He could have bought the best surgeon in the yeah, world, surely. Yeah. But, but maybe the type of operation that he would need would be impossible. I can't. He's not the first Jehovah's Witness to need a hip replacement. <laughs> that, that happens to people all the time. But maybe hip replacements for people who are much older, and then for them to maybe... You're completely I speculating I was thinking here. that maybe a hip would make you die, but I guess it doesn't. You're completely speculating. <laughs> well, so, I, I think yeah. one of the things that you can speculate on that's probably pretty close to the truth is apparently a double hip replacement he needed so he was in a lot of pain which probably is how he started the drugs in the first place and then that just snowballed out of control so well i am outraged by the whole thing i just don't know who to where or who to point that outrage at so (laughs) it's now time for this outrage corner that's outrageous with english nick 
English, Nick, what is outraging the people of the planet this week? I feel like it's been a while since we've heard from this family, but of course they're back on Outraged Corner. It's the Kardashians, Eric. Oh, uh-huh, yes. Uh, they're taking over Cuba, but not By the way, I... you are outraged by the Kardashians. Oh, I just don't understand English, it. Nick, is somebody who... <laughs> don't understand it. Sometimes he annoys me They've with how nothing. annoyed he is with them. <laughs> like have done nothing in Okay, the world. but who, you know, what has the Queen of England done? She's famous. Oh, she's done many things, What Eric? has she done? She's turned 90 oh, this year. she turned 90. <laughs> Right. You're going to come here. How dare you, sir? How dare you compare dare you? How my royal family, the mother of all mothers on Mothering Sunday to the Kardashians? How dare you that you would go after our royalty? No one in the royal family killed Nicole Brown Simpson for fame like the Kardashians. Good point. Good point. But I've often looked at the queen and said that's the world's uh, richest welfare recipient. What does she do? She does what a lot she of good for the country, brings in a lot of charity money. These people... These Kardashians, you know how much makeup they have to go through before they even go check their mail? It's a lot of work they put into this. I'm yeah, so they put a lot of money back into the economy with what, like what you said, makeup. Yeah. They hire sure. you know, drivers. Yeah. And maybe like personal They hire people to go things. to the bathroom for them. Do you think yes. that's, that's, that's putting money back I, into the economy? You know, I, I stand Philip, corrected. Yeah, aren't they hairy Armenians? <laughs> <laughs> it's all lasered off. You don't have to and worry. Prince Philip is still alive and he never gets any credit. Oh, the Queen's nice. Prince, her husband's still alive too. Nobody cares. Look at the little brown ones. And he sounds he sounds younger than Bill Clinton, which is crazy. That's right. <laughs> so what's the story? All right, they've been in Cuba checking out Cuba because everybody's going to Cuba now. And Chloe uh, Kardashian posed uh, in a sexy outfit under a Fidel Castro inscribed wall in Havana, and people are like, "No, Fidel would not have liked this." But in my opinion, does that matter now? Well, first no. of all, first of all, Fidel's still alive. I don't know where he's in a coma somewhere or something, but he's still alive. <laughs> First of all, it is hilarious that the Kardashian clan goes to Cuba. This is, I mean, this is vacuous capitalism. Right. I mean, this is, I'm a capitalist through and through. But if you want to go after a type of uh, person from the, the capitalist system that would be the most hated by a Fidel Castro in the mid-1950s, in, in, in the, you know. You're going to scare him back to communism. <laughs> It's just hilarious to me that the Kardashian. Yes, old pictures of yeah. uh-huh. Fidel, and he is so hot. Oh, so you think he's uh, attractive? So you like the system? You like the country? I just like the the weather mm-hmm. and like those old cars. Just look so retro. So you guys had fun there. Now the behind the scenes. Now, the yeah, reason- we had we were partying all night. Yeah, I heard there's some trouble with the internet. The internet's spotty. And there was a lot of complaining while they were there about the internet not being good. And uh, so it wasn't all wonderful. I mean, <laughs> no. it was okay. Yeah. Yes. Wouldn't I you mean, rather be in Los I took a really, I took a lot of really good pictures. Of yourself. Yeah. And I looked really good. Okay. So that's successful. You guys were able also, uh... to bring my whole glam squad. Oh, it's just too So Cuba. they really helped me just look my best and made me feel my best. Do you think that people on the streets of Cuba maybe didn't like you? I mean, I don't know that they can really take care of themselves the way that you do. you a lot richer. I know, and that's so that. sad. And it just really makes me appreciate uh-huh. how blessed we are. Okay. It, it sounds like the premise for the next Kim Kardashian app, like the game that she put out there. The Kardashians go to Cuba, help Kim present internet to the country. <laughs> There's also a great picture. Task. A great Those picture. people in Cuba, like, they don't even have Gmail. You guys like task. those. You guys like those Cuban cigars. I saw a great picture. Of you guys smoking Cuban cigars. 
Oh my god, cigars are so they just I don't like the way they taste, but I just look really good smoking <laughs> one. They really need Tinder there. Oh my god, they totally need Tinder. I mean like how do they even go on dates? I know. They don't have Tinder? They don't have Tinder in Cuba? Nah. They don't have anything. They don't have like iPhones. Uh huh. They don't have like handbags. What about Instagram? So dignity. You're saying there's no dignity. <laughs> no. Like without Instagram. I don't know how to feel about myself. <laughs> so you're not going back to Cuba, I take it. I mean, I'll go back if it's like, you know, if there's like some really amazing white party or something. It's your but is there, is, is there any kind of enlightenment that's coming out of this? You realize, you're like, wow, those people, they really live awfully. And so you're going to yeah. take this and you're going to present it to the world on your social media as if, you know, you're the smartest human being now. Yeah, well... I mean, who who is the smartest human being? We don't know, but it's me, probably. <laughs> it could be anyone. It could be I, anyone, and I'm anyone. I'm more than anyone. I'm ha- someone. We have your BFF here. Did you enjoy the trip to Cuba? I totally did. You know, and I like really, um, <laughs> there's so many good-looking boys on the beach. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, my God. He went crazy. They're one not time. even in Miami. It's like, why aren't these guys in Miami yet? Well, let's get them a raft. I'll blow it up. <laughs> And let's send them across the ocean. Totally. I mean, what are they doing here? There's nothing to do here. I know. Think of them in Miami with like a Oh, my God. uh, It would be insane. (laughs) At a foam party. I was like, oh, my God. Everywhere I went, there were like Marco Rubios everywhere. Tiny little cute Marco Rubio. Like, you could just get one and put it in your purse. I know. Right. And I wanted to. (laughs) Cubans are the new accessory. Let's all get a Cuban. Oh, my God. So cute. Now I know why I don't watch that show. Now I know exactly why I don't watch that show. Uh, Nick, you're cute. Oh, thanks. Doesn't matter. Now you're turning around. Doesn't matter. No, no, no. Not rich enough or tall enough. Sorry, Nick. Oh, thanks, Greg. Yeah. Not for for the Kardashians. No. Next story, please. Not black enough. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Miss San Antonio, USA, 2013, Alexandra Armadi, the Texas beauty queen, claims a stalker planted a tracking device in her purse at a bar. And then he was like, you know, a couple days later, I know where you are. I know what you ate. All this kind of stuff. (laughs) Tracking her down. What is a a tracking device? Well, I will (laughs) try to find out. Hold on. I, I've been seeing commercials for this. There's a new product. It's called Tile. Mm-hmm. And basically, you just say you put it on the back of your phone, and it's uh, through GPS, and so you never lose your phone. You always know where your phone is. Or, so it's, it's, it is a tracking device in the sense that you put it on your keys to make sure that you never lose your keys. But what they maybe hadn't thought about is that someone who is attracted to uh, a, a beauty queen could get close to her, toss it in her handbag, which apparently is what happened, so this girl made the mistake that when he asked for her phone number, she tried to say no, but he was aggressive, so she gave the phone number, and he started calling her a lot. He texted her overnight. At first yeah. night, he's texting her pictures of him doing drugs, and then the next morning, there's pictures of his you-know-what, yeah. and, um, and then, she, then it, she, he starts like, tracking her. Yeah, oh, and then he, says, uh, he starts telling her in the text... How did you enjoy the, I don't know, the barbecue at such yes. and such a place or whatever? <laughs> and knew where she was, and that freaked her out. And then she finally realized that this tile thing was in there. So what do you, that's, uh, that's technology, right? There's always like good and bad. Yep. And, and you get a lot of good out of technology. If you're somebody who loses your keys all the time or loses your iPhone all the time, then you're somebody who wants this thing. But there's always a negative. There's always a downside. It's been that way since man learned to harness fire. 
I'm sorry, humans. I don't want to be. Man. I don't want to say man. Was, uh, human beings. Uh, first, I mean, think about fire, right? Think about all the things that you, all the good you can heat yourself up. You can actually cook foods. You can cook the uh, the the dangerous parts of foods out of foods ah. and all of that. But also, you get third degree burns on the other side. It's ah. been there since. The and bur- if you lose control of the fire, you burn yeah. your house down. Fire was the first tech. Mm-hmm. That was the first tech product was when we ha- harnessed fire, and from man, the very beginning, you could get hurt by it. Man might have, you know, created fire for the first time, but women were there to be like, "Hey, why don't you rub those sticks together and get yeah. out of here?" Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say women were there to cook on the fire. Why not be quiet and cook game? First of all, no one, no person <laughs> created fire. God, I'm did. sorry. There, there was there, harnessed there, it or learned how to make it and yes. use it. They figured so out how to, tool. how to harness it. Is my entire cast brain dead this morning? It's <laughs> ah. oh, a way of saying, get out of here. Man, man lit the fire. It got out of control. The woman was there to control the man. Like, honey, yes. you better keep it on that fire. I, badgering him, badgering him, badgering him. <laughs> That's it. Send your cards and put letters. Rock, put rock around fire, stupid. Do you be quiet, woman. <laughs> we don't want to go you back. You set whole cave on fire. <laughs> we don't want to go back to the first argument. Why you always <laughs> fall asleep during make love time. <laughs> <laughs> always, always family friendly, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Andrews. <laughs> when we return. You're fired. <laughs> I figured that. More outrage when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. We're in the middle of Outrage Corner. English Nick. Yes, sir. Give me another story that's outraging the folk. Kurt Schilling was edited out of the, uh, the Red Sox documentary that they aired on ESPN, the 30 for 30 documentary. Uh, four days in October. Yeah. Now that is, that's played for a while, right? This, is, this was a yeah, rerun. And then Kurt Schilling's the guy who just got let go because of certain things he said. He posted on his Twitter some kind of humorous meme about the North Carolina bathroom, bathroom bill. And he had also got in trouble with them for something he said online. He's a conservative, yeah. which, you know, at ESPN... ESPN is the first of all. Let's deal. Let's deal with this. So uh, there was a softball game that ran long. This is a statement from ESPN here. The yeah, official they, statement. Well, but it is true. Yeah. The softball game went long, and they're trying to fit it in, so they have to cut something, and that's true. But the fact that they cut <laughs> out maybe the most interesting point of that because it was it was a four. They had to come back from a three zero deficit, didn't they? Well, they it's, did, and so, they swept the Yankees after going down three games. That's right. And you're a Yankees fan. And you remember this? It's a you, tough one. So you hate Kurt Schilling for that. But uh, <laughs> so the Buddy Sock game is uh, iconic. Yeah, and it's very difficult to tell that story. So the fact that they chose to cut that when they had to cut something uh, means that they still have a grudge against him. ESPN. You know, I'm a guy, and I'm one of these people. What do you call me, Autumn? What am I? Cisgender. Oh, yes, you're cisgendered. Meaning I identify with what I was born with. I your identify- gender and your sex yes. are matching. Yes, I, I'm a, I love the fact that they throw us into just, just another one of many categories, cisgender. You're not intersex- intersectional? I'm not. I'm, Such a crazy category, isn't it? You identify with the sex you were born with. It's nuts. It's bananas. All that stuff is dumb. It's me, so, <laughs> so I, I am cisgender, I guess. And for this reason, that means I'm a guy, which means when it comes to ESPN, I'm attracted to that channel the way moths are attracted to a flame. They're 
There's nothing I could do about it. I'm going to watch ESPN because there's something inside my DNA that I can't go to sleep if I don't know all the scores. You want highlights and, and scores. I've got to have highlights. I've got to have scores. <laughs> but there's this other part of me that I just can't stand this ESPN because they are so just wrapped around their own self-enlightenment, you know, and... I think it goes back to something else. You see this with, with uh, sports reporters all the time. Sports reporters, they went, when it was, just say newspapers, back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, while you know Woodward and Bernstein were winning Pulitzer Prizes for bringing down a presidency, they were giving you basically who won the game and how it went. And I think that uh, sports reporters always felt like we want to be in on the action. You know, <laughs> We want to mean something. We don't want to just be people who tell you who won the game. And so they decided that sports and sports reportage was an arm of the civil rights movement to begin with, you know? It began, you hear all these stories where they, wait, they make way too much about this particular fight or this particular thing in terms of race. And they, that was their way of saying, you see, we really matter. Yeah, we get we're, it. We're not, we're not just giving you the sports huh. scores. This is, we're part of something that matters. And at ESPN, if you don't tow the most progressive liberal line on everything, you're going to be gone. So that's what happened to Kurt Schilling. But he just stopped complaining about it because he accepted money from them, and he knew what the game was, and he had his wrist slapped a couple of times. He didn't learn his lesson. So if you're going to work for them, you got to go by their rules. All right, my buddy Greg Russ is going to give us some stories from Studio B1 when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 3 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I'm surrounded by the doctrinaires, Tim Andrews, English Nick, Autumn Fisher, and it is actually time to hear from this fellow with his very own segment. It is Greg Russ, my misanthrope buddy. It's time for... He's a misanthrope, he has a dark heart, and he needs a good psychiatrist. Here you are. It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. And I really think there can be no doubt that no show uses the word misanthrope more often than this one. Well, let me tell you something. I, you know, I've been with the show since noon today. Yeah. And I came in in a good mood, but as the hours go on, I just am becoming grumpier and grumpier. <laughs> if you go back and listen to the tape, you'll see I just started speaking less and less. Well, listen, I try to, you know, you don't, you don't understand that I use my people properly, and I know how to oh, use you. I, I bring you in on the but third how, hour. But how good of a mood do you ever start out in? That's. I was in a great mood. Yeah. So wait, what is this attack? This unwarranted attack? I, because when we first <laughs> talked to you. I, Gotcha. <laughs> when we first talked to you, he, Eric asked, "Are you here?" And you're like, "I'm here." Yeah, that was <laughs> him. Said. That was. I, that said, was I, I said, "I said I'm coming out of my apartment." That was. Uh, that was. He started about by coming out, and he's now back in his shell and ready to deliver the first story from Studio B1. Yeah, so that Ghostbusters reboot that's set to come out in July. This is the ladies, right? This is uh, all female cast. Yes, the, the the Ghostbusters themselves all female. Yes. Uh, oh, there will actually. Are you, are you telling me there are going to be some men in the movie? I've, oh, there's there's I, men. Apparently, I, Bill Murray is making a boo. cameo. I took it the wrong way. I thought it was going to be the first movie that had only women. Some of the ghosts are male. I've heard. Okay, <laughs> but I've seen the trailer. It looks terrible. Well, oh. uh, I, hold on, hold on, Nick. 
it's it's the the most hated record that's set with YouTube. Now you can say that you hate the trailer because we I, hadn't actually delivered the headline yet. So the headline the most most disliked trailer in YouTube history for, for <laughs> movie trailers. So uh, more right thumbs now, down. So more thumbs down registered than any other movie trailer in history. Yeah, right now it stands at thirty one million views, thirty one point three million views, and it has seven hundred and sixty thousand dislikes compared to two hundred and thirty three <laughs> likes. My understanding is that this was an actual campaign by trollers and they would actually open up several different accounts just Uh. so they could push this thing down i think because they are lovers of the ghostbusters brand and didn't like the idea that sounds like a all female no this is real this really happened people people wanted to make this the most disliked trailer ever and they they pulled it off the, the way that they did it and it is i saw the trailer it's not great but it's not I've seen worse. I've seen worse. There's there's plenty of worse movies out there. And, you know, to make that point or reinforce the point you just made in the comments, the top comment right now is, for people who made second accounts to dislike this video, shame on you. Make a third. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) So these are people who weren't going to like anything that was delivered. They just didn't like the concept. I got to say myself, I don't get it. I don't know why you would change genders in any movie. I I just don't don't know why. it's time. It's time. Yeah, it's 2016, Eric. Just make a movie about that's an adventure movie that's kind of like Ghostbusters, and the the people who do the stuff are women. Why does it have well, to why be? Why can't we just have fun with it and just say, hey, let's make that movie that everybody likes, but let's do it with ladies? Right. Well, because uh, why? That's right. What's the purpose? Why? Because I want to see more Kristen Wiig. Okay, but she's she could be in anything. Yeah, she could, yeah, but I'd like to see them do the ghost. I don't have a problem with it. I don't I have. have a, I don't. And problem. I'm not just trying to be like. Ladies got to stick together. I don't have. I can't say that I have a problem with it. I don't. I just don't. I don't get the necessity of it. Now, whenever movies are remade in the modern era, I don't understand. You have to understand that in the back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, a movie would get made. It would come out in the theaters. It would, depending on how much money it was making, it would stay out there for a little while. And when it was gone, it was gone. You never saw every once in a while, maybe four or five years later, they'd bring it back through the theaters if it was popular enough. But you would just never see it again. There was no television to put it on. No VHS. No VHS, nothing like that. And so it made sense that if you made a really great movie in nineteen thirty five, around nineteen forty seven, you say, Hey, you know what, we got better cameras now, this actor would be good for and they remade movies because people had never seen the first movie, or if they had, it was seventeen years before. Kids who are born today, there is a date on the calendar. There's an X on the calendar somewhere. They're going to see Ghostbusters with Bill Murray at some point. It's not a possibility that you're not going to see Ghostbusters because you were born in 2016. Ghostbusters, as Ghostbusters, will always be out there. So So I don't understand why there's a need now, even if you didn't do it with an all-female cast, to redo any movie that was already successful, just go watch this. What was the Taking of Pelham One Two Three? Yeah, great movie from the seventies. Didn't need a remake. Yeah, and if you saw the remake, what a waste of time! Exactly. All they did was take a great Gene Hackman movie and turn it into a horrible John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Was who else was Denzel in it? Denzel. <laughs> Denzel's in all the remakes. <laughs> and, and so what? You know, Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one. What is I the need? See- uh, bridge over the river Kwai. Yes. All female cast. Somebody needs to do. <laughs> because why not? That's, that's 
That's because right. why not? I want to see. I want. That's a lot of things I want with an all female cast. You know what I'll it comes down so to here. You know what? Saying. You know what I want to see. This is my this. Uh, this mm. is the one I'll be for when they remake Twelve Angry Men with an all female <laughs> cast. Why not? Some like it hot with women playing men dressing as women. <gasps> yeah, it's time, Caitlin. It. it comes I'll down do it. to who you're going to call. Eric's going to call Bill Murray. Autumn's yeah. going to call Kristen Wiig. It's that simple. Autumn's still going to call Bill Murray. Okay. She's full of it. <laughs> So you're not excited, Eric. You're not excited. Well, for the I, if the, the hold movie, on, hold on. For, no, for the Citizen, for the Citizen Kane remake with uh, Barbara Kane, she's a blog magnate. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. are dying words. They're a mystery. People yeah. don't. Yeah, it's all. It's the all female reboot of Citizen Kane. It's something Hashtag we, Rosebud. My my point is, and especially if something was really successful, it's a comedy. What are the chances that you're going to be? F- funnier the second time around and if you don't have a shot at doing that then there's no reason would you remake Caddyshack even if it wasn't all female if you got a bunch of people together and you actually had the same exact script it would not be as funny as Caddyshack because Caddyshack is like an okay movie with this cast that turned it into a great movie. Well, Have you could. seen the remake of Vacation that came out last year? No, I don't. Don't bother. Isn't Chevy Chase in that, though? Yeah, briefly, and he's pretty bad. Oh. Uh, same well, script. He's got that whole prednisone look going. Literally, the, literally the same script as the original. Yeah. An updated card. It keeps Why? breaking down. It's, Why? Oh, it's horrible. What is the necessity if well, you want to... Go ahead. That kind of thing, to me, is because... New ideas. You can't. You can't bring a new idea into into Hollywood and have someone back it because it's not Bingo. guaranteed to make a certain amount right. of money. Bingo. It's a. It's the. They look at the fact that this thing made money before, and Legos, now it's so it'll make. So and and. But here's here's the truth. They're they're just as wrong and right about those things as any other movies. Some of these movies that they redo. I don't think many people went to see Vacation. No. I don't think that box office was anything like the first Vacation. So it. it you're right, Autumn. It is because. Movies cost a lot of money to make, and the people who produce them want to know they've got better than 50-50 odds of getting some of that money back because so many, money, so many movies are, are money losers, and I get that. But uh, I just, if you, I'm going to remake Ghostbusters. This is the one question I would ask you. I don't care if it's in all this cast, that cast. I don't care if it's all zombies. Here's the question. Is there any chance in the world that this is going to be more humorous, funnier than the first one? If the answer isn't an absolute yes, there is no reason to make this movie. None. Get out of my friend, ghost! (laughs) And now people are mad that the one black lady um, isn't a scientist. Right. So it doesn't matter what you do. That's the same thing as Winston. If they're really mimicking Ghostbusters, Winston wasn't a scientist It was a different time, though, and he just wanted a job. That's right. Well, that's what her thing is. But I'm just saying, it doesn't matter. You try to do something that's like politically correct. It's all female. But they're going to... The people, if you're trying... I don't think it's about being politically correct or trying to say, like, ladies need their time in the spotlight. What is it saying, then? What is it saying? I think it's just saying there are we have a surplus of funny ladies around lately and mm-hmm. let's put them in this role and let's make it just like the first one and where you know the black Come lady's not a, a scientist idea. that's okay Come up with a new idea Come up with a new idea Make like your own franchise You've got all of these women who are funny right Melissa McCarthy Kristen Wiig these people are very funny Well they do their own things they don't only do this Boy you're really standing up for this yeah. thing I think uh, Autumn did you Autumn's going to be standing in line the night before it comes out It is she mothering it's before broveries Hang on it is mothering Sunday so let's cut the ladies some slack uh, yeah. I'm a mom. Let me let Be me say nice this, and I don't know me. if this is 
I don't know if this is still in the works, but there was this idea that there's another Ghostbusters <laughs> reboot with a male cast. There and is. I, I'm not lying about this. Yeah, is that actually going to come out? That's their plan. Point? So we're going to have two new Ghostbusters movies, and we don't need either of them. And it's yes. all about making money on nostalgia, getting the yeah, Gen Xers working. and Baby Boomers to go out and then getting their kids to go. Same. Re-release the movie. Star Wars. Same thing. Star Wars. I did, but those are new. I, Star Wars, we knew the first time we sat down in Star Wars, when that crawl started on the pick, we knew that we were in the middle of a multi-chapter story. Mm-hmm. They didn't make that up later. That was, you know, when you sat down in 1977 and it said episode four, and it was the first movie that ever came out, <laughs> you knew that this was something different and they didn't have to make it up. In the, in, right. in, so it makes perfect sense. Make Star Wars movies as long as you want to, so long as they're good. It's the next chapter, isn't it? It's yeah. like re- or rewriting. The, the chapter before and all of that kind of, I understand that, but there's no reason to say, there's this movie Ghostbusters, it's really funny, and all you have to do is uh, go on, like, you can order it online now, you can see it anytime you want to, and uh, there's no reason to remake that movie. I feel like I'm in outrage. This, is, I should've, yeah. this should've been an outrage corner, the way that I'm responding to it. All right. We <laughs> And didn't he get busted for this song? Huey Lewis sued him. Yeah, Huey Lewis yep. sued him because it's, sa- yeah, it's the same song as I Want a New Drug. All right. We will try to uh, fit another story or two from Studio B1 when we return. Something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I am Eric Von Hessler, and we are in the middle of stories from Studio B1. So, Greg, hit me with another story from Studio B1. Uh, 2017 could be the year of the first head transplant. There's a a 31-year-old Russian uh, program manager suffering from a muscular atrophy disorder, and he's said, let's do this. So he'll be willing to undergo the surgery and there's a, the other body the donor the body so he's the head donor you have the body donor that person will be i don't think they're picked yet but they're going to be like brain dead uh, yeah obviously okay. so they take a body that's still alive with the head not working and they take a head working with the body that's not really working and then they pretty much ice the body or they ice the head mm-hmm. uh then they attach it to the other body and then after the arteries and the veins and everything are connected along with the spinal cord and everything else that needs to be put back together the blood will fall out the head and he should come to and within a few months be moving around uh, <laughs> that'll never work and this is, yeah this is all going to work out just fantastically there's no <laughs> There's no Frankensteinian side of this that we should worry about at all. 36 hours. It would take the procedure 150 people, including doctors, nurses, technicians. Isn't and it's, it costs a, around $20 million. Isn't that a lot of connective tissue that yeah. every little piece of – every something has to be DeMarco is holding you. Can't even, you can't even believe it. I mean, well, one thing I didn't understand about the story, and I guess you've explained it a little bit. There was a moment there when you were explaining how it was done that it was almost like the food network. It was almost like a recipe. You know, like <laughs> first you have the head. You have to freeze. It. Then you have to, <laughs> and, and all that. But you explain. So the the thinking here is that the person that we are is inside of our head. Yes, not our body. So no, you could no soul, Eric. No, I guess I'm not going to get into that whole thing. But the personality, let's say. So you have to find a body where the person's brain dead, and then you you get rid of their head, and you take the person who has a perfectly fine brain. But it has physical problems. 
Yes. And you put that on the other one, and then that person's going to open their eyes, and they're going to feel like the same person? Yes. That's that's <laughs> the idea behind it. So I, gonna, guess they, the, I mean, that makes sense, right? You would feel the same. Well, I don't no know. no way this would work. Yeah, I just don't. I, th- I think there's too many things that can go wrong because too many pieces have to be hooked together, and those pieces are just teeny. You're better off being downloaded into a computer where you can live out your that's, life in a virtual reality. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be easier about. just to transplant the brain? Yeah. Into the other? Yeah. Into just move the, the brain. Yeah. I don't know that you would. I don't know because then you look in a mirror and you're. If it, the, according yeah. to this, you'd still be you, but then you really wouldn't even look like you in the face. Yeah, and you'd, I would freak you freak <gasps> you'd freak out. You'd freak out. Oh, that's really creepy to think about. I, I could, I uh, look. If it happens, <laughs> I just don't believe it can happen. I, that just seems too difficult to me to connect all of that stuff together. And how weird would it be to look at yourself and you have a different body? Could you could, could you put a man's head on a woman's body? Yeah, right. that's the Ghostbusters I want to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Caitlin's back. Yeah, you can do that. It's easy. <laughs> and then we'll have a whole thing where we can't make fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part, right? <laughs> we have to be accepting of these uh, people with their new heads. What would you call them? What would you call him? Call him Fred. Whatever his name was. Whichever. No, I mean, there'd have to be a derogatory term for him. Oh, well, we'll make that up in the, in the, in the commercial break. <laughs> okay. And we'll, we'll come back with that. How are we going to taunt and bully these new people? That's what's <laughs> yeah, important. Yeah, let's figure it out now and just prepare ourselves. <laughs> That's right. I can't believe it. The Von Hessler Doctrine is, I don't believe that will happen in 2017. All right. Something we call Doctrine Extra when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. In today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll find a story with a deeper look at what's next in the hot car death trial and the taxpayer's cost to move the case out of town, which is quite significant. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. All right, now we come to that time in the show where we try to clean up a little bit. We try to clean up because we have these different segments all show long. Housekeeping. Housekeeping, because we don't get to all the stories, so it's time for... Ladies and gentlemen. It's the stories, WTFs, and outrages we just couldn't miss. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's the Doctrine Extra <laughs> on the Bible <laughs> Doctrine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's still not where it needs to be, no. in my opinion. <laughs> is it at that point where it's so bad it's good, though? Yeah. This extra, is why I, extra. <laughs> I got all these millennials around here. They've never heard a newsie. <laughs> They've never heard this in their life, you know? So, yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe we redo it. Maybe a third time will be the charm. Yes. I kind of think we should just go back to the original. Oh, the original. And just was, embrace it. Oh, my goodness. That one was terrible. Extra, extra. Is, that, is that, DeMarco, that's not in there. I'm sure you removed that. If you can find it. Pull that one out. But what we do is we go <laughs> and find some of the stories that we left on the table. Uh, let's start with Tim Andrews. Give me a, a campaign chaos story that we didn't get to. Well, Eric, what do Jeb Bush, George Bush, and Lindsey Graham have in common? They're all Republicans. That's right. They are three of the top. In fact, two of the biggest Republicans in the race this year who dropped out to Trump. Well, they're not supporting him, and they are not going to vote for him. They're not going to go to the convention even. That's not right. Uh, and I understand the Bushes. First of all, George W. Bush, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, well, I mean, during the campaign, the guy who's the nominee said that you lied about weapons of mass destruction and that you got it. Basically, he called you a war criminal. What do I care? I'm on antipsychotic drugs and painting in a bathroom. That's how I'm spending my days. <laughs> so you don't care. I don't care about Donald Trump. I don't care about uh, Hillary. You don't care. Don't care. Who are you voting for? I'll probably vote for Gary Johnson. Oh, uh, you want to legalize the weed, huh? Well, you a libertarian stance. You know, let me tell you this. You're an artist now. I'm an artist, <laughs> and I believe that sometimes you have to expand your mind, open up that third eye, <laughs> if you want to do a bad painting of a cat. <laughs> so, and so, who else? So, I understand that Jeb Bush. You know, that was that was a very difficult campaign for him. Uh, Trump Yeb. said some horrible things about him. Uh, the <laughs> Low first, energy. And then the fir- the first Bush is. Older now, and uh, doesn't like this happening to either of his kids. So I understand the Bushes. So who else is it? Lindsey Graham? Lindsey Graham says that. I just can't support Donald Trump. I'm Lindsey Graham, Senator. Lindsey Graham. You're like a, you're like a, a war hawk. I'm a, listen, I'm a tough boy. I'm a tough man. I think that Donald Trump represents the worst possible thing that could stand in the way of us going to war with russia he's trump's tough though come on oh he's just a lot of hot air he just Uh. blows hot air everywhere (laughs) he's not a manly man like me lindsey graham I don't mean this as a, this is actually a compliment, but whenever he does Lindsey Graham, at first I think it's Michael Waltrip. If you follow racing, you'll know what I mean. But I talk out of the side of my mouth, and my face is greasy no matter how much makeup you put on me. Meet the press. So uh, Dick, oh. Dick Cheney has said, I think, that he will go there. and He, he will, did. He, he came will, out in support of right, him. So you get the, the, the person who seems as the most diabolical yes. from the last Republican administration. You know what? I don't think – I'm wondering – I've said this before. I don't think Donald Trump is going to run as a Republican. No, he's not. This was, I heard somebody else say this. It's not my idea, but it is true, and I wish I could tell – if I could remember who it was who I saw on television saying this, I would attribute it. But somebody was saying that basically what Donald Trump did was a hostile takeover yep. of the Republican yes. Party. And, 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 and that you do that just like you take over a company. They're kind of weak. They don't have anybody – and you just come in and you take them over. And – I don't know that Donald Trump should spend a whole lot of time trying to get these people on board. He is He's best off if he's running against his own. How much of an outsider can you be if you're running against the party that just gave you the nomination? <laughs> now, I don't know if it's a winning strategy. Wasn't well, this historic, though? I mean, you, you see yeah. the Republicans becoming more like Democrats, the Democrats becoming more like the Republicans no, with the Hillary support. On no, the it's more like hawkish. Pers- yeah, but it's more like a cult of personality. Yeah. It's not really, is it really the party yeah. or people just in love with this guy and it's a cult of personality and he is now the party and we still have to see if the hashtag never trump people they're still they're talking about doubling down they're talking about running a third party candidate i don't exactly know how they're going to do that you got to get ballot access i suppose it's possible maybe try to piggyback with the libertarians but i can't see uh the the social conservatives wanting to be part of the libertarian because Mm -hmm. that's like you know legalized drugs and all of that's part of that platform. So I don't know exactly how it works. But what I would like is, look, I'm not voting for any of these people. So I'm just covering it as a spectacle. 
Uh, but I do think that if the, if the people are going to double down that are in the Republican Party, just stop the whining. Tomorrow morning, I want to know, who's your candidate? You're going to run third party. Let's go. This, this period of, he's got to come toward me. No, they've got to come toward me. No, it's your job to, to unify them. No, it's your party. Look, Donald Trump is not going to unify the Republican Party and probably would not be a smart strategy for him to try. No, he'd, I mean, he'd ruin it. Mitt Romney came out and said he's not going not gonna to go. John McCain. I think that not the kiss of death, but it doesn't help Donald Trump if Mitt Romney says, I'm for him now. It, it does no good for him. I don't want losers on stage with me. There you go. That's got to be the whole thing. It is He is going to be such an outsider that he basically, this is, what Donald Trump is doing is post-party politics, right? This right. is not the politics of a particular party because people in both parties have decided we've kind of been let down. Now, to me, this is also somewhat dangerous because people always think, boy, it couldn't get worse. <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> yes, it can. The trains pretty much run on time right now. The future doesn't look good, but things can break down uh, very bad and, and, and be worse. But I think that Donald Trump, if I was, I, w- I don't think that he should spend much time really trying to pull this together. You know He's not going to run as a Republican. He's running as Donald Trump. You know what the worst part is? <laughs> What's that? Is that we were going to go to the convention and sell Jeb's leftover guacamole bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Donald Trump, man, he did something really scary. This, this, this. What did he do? He, uh, he came out and said that he may want to renegotiate the country's debt, meaning go to the people that you that the country owes the money to and say, "We're not going to give you a hundred cents on the dollar. Get a better uh, rate. Yeah, we're going to get a better. We're gonna, <laughs> what happened to ignoring it? Well, that's <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that sounds good to me. Let's just ignore it. Uh, you know, look, works Don- for me. This is one of those things where you think, well, he's a businessman; he'll bring different ideas, yeah. but. There's a lot of unintended consequences here when you start messing with the money. Uh, Donald Trump, are you aware of the fact that this is the de facto currency of the world? No. For a reason, because unlike banana republics, we don't elect people who suddenly show up and go, we don't know that money anymore. So that's a little bit of a scary thing. And, I'm, and you, all the Trump people can send me emails. Because, you know, to a Trump person... No one is ever supposed to say anything bad about exactly. Donald Trump. He's the guy who gets into politics that no one can say anything bad about. So I understand that. There's hurt feelings all over the place. As I've said, I'm not voting for any of these jokers. So I'll just tell you what, what, what I think. Uh, but I think Donald Trump, objectively, I don't think he should waste much time trying to get the party on his side. He just needs to run as the ultimate rebel outside of everything that you've ever seen before and you know then he can call up uh, china and tell him to give him 70 cents on the dollar china (laughs) china donald trump here (laughs) oh paul ryan's another one speaker of the house oh he can't he can't support him right now Well, no no no. they're meeting they're They're meeting meeting, but they're meeting so what but Speaker of the House. Yeah. All right. This guy is the presumptive nominee. It's never happened before that he was asked the question, will you support the presumptive nominee? And the Speaker of the House said no. Or even, I'm not ready over. now. I'll win him over. You're going to win him over? I'll win him over. You get him a, some golf, some free golf at one of your country clubs. Some free like golf, maybe some broads, whatever. <laughs> whatever it broads. takes. Broads? Is it 1955? <laughs> yes. Donald Trump is kind of a character of guys and dolls. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Kind of a Rat Pack type of fella. Yeah, we've talked about your gangster kind of uh, feel before. <laughs> yeah, don't look into the 80s, okay? 
I just, I, I just, uh, I, I, this is, I've never seen this in a party. No. I can't tell if it's the end of the Republican Party. If it is the end of the Republican Party, it's because the people in the party decided they didn't want it anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, these are people that decided mm-hmm. that we don't like anybody the Republicans had to offer that are really Republicans. So we're going for this guy. And parties don't last forever, right? Parties don't last forever. What about forever. the Whigs? Yeah, they were around for quite some time. Yeah. Not anymore. Hey, when Trump started running, nobody in the Rep- Republican Party wanted to stop it then, right? They thought it was not going to be a they threat. They thought or... he would implode yeah, because right. everything that he's done would have sunk every other political campaign in the history of <laughs> right. time. Right. And so they just laid back. I mean, nobody wanted to lay a glove on him because... They thought, well, he'll implode, and I don't want to alienate the people that like him. Mm-hmm. He'll be gone from the race, and then I'll, they'll say, oh, Ted Cruz. Remember, Ted Cruz would never say anything bad about Donald Trump. I like Donald. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly, in the last two months, it got very vicious between them, because he thought Donald Trump wouldn't be there in the last two months, and if he didn't attack him, then he would be the natural recipient of the Trump followers. Who do you think would have gotten it if, if Trump hadn't been there? I think it would have been Rubio. Uh, Maybe too young, but it's I, hard to know. It's hard to know. He's I, the only one that like we don't know how Jeb would have done if Donald Trump wasn't there. Low he had energy. all the money. Low energy. <laughs> he had all the money. But here's the from I would have told Jeb Bush don't run for one simple reason. It's too weird. Yeah. It would be too weird if the last three Republican presidents <laughs> all had the same last name. And because it's that weird, mm-hmm. but I think what he was counting on was yes, there's Bush fatigue, but I'll be up against a Clinton. So that'll kind of be a wash. It'll be two uh, royal families going at it, and so they'll cancel each other out, and then they'll pick me because I'm Because I'm better. Guy. I'm nicer. Look at me. <laughs> nicer guy. I am nicer than my brother. No, you're not. You're a jerk. Now, Lindsey Graham wanted, uh, Lindsey Graham wanted, uh, he wanted, he wanted Jeb Bush. I wanted him. I liked him a lot. <laughs> Just, he was willing to go to war and fight the. He was going to fight North America. I mean, the all. <laughs> I mean, he was going to fight ourselves. I don't know. I feel like maybe you're fighting yourself. I am. Not, not, you know. Not, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Talking about anything. All right, silly. I'm just saying, you have a lovely, lovely sister. Okay, <laughs> when we return. <laughs> Paul Stanley. From KISS. He's been here a lot lately. He will tell us what we've learned on today's show. And remember, we have the best goodbyes in the business. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. Tim's here, and English Nick is here, and Greg is here, and Autumn is here. But we've come to the end of our show, which means every week, Kisses Paul Stanley will tell us what we learned on the show this week. <laughs> Paul? I got, you know what I learned? How to turn on a microphone. Yes. <laughs> Listen, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. It is Mother's Day, yes. Because, you know, we wouldn't be here without our mothers. That is true. And uh, I've known quite a few mothers in my day, and let me tell you, the statute of limitations has expired. <laughs> so don't send me any Father's Day cards okay. if you get my drift. Okay. Uh, what else did we learn? What have we learned on the show? We today, learned Paul today Stanley? that nobody likes Donald Trump. 
Uh, well, Republicans. There's some Republicans. <laughs> Obviously, somebody likes them. Well, some people do. I guess he, people. I voted for him in New York. You voted for him? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, he's the nice, I met him once or twice. <laughs> he's a nice guy? I haven't met any of the others. He's a nice guy. <laughs> and you're a capitalist. I'm I mean. a oh, definitely. You guys have it all. Gene and I decided that uh, we would make an album about Donald Trump in the future. <laughs> it's going to be a concept album called The Eight Years That Destroyed America. <laughs> What else did we learn today on the show, Paul Stanley? Uh, the Kardashians like Cuba. <laughs> do you like Cuba? You guys ever play Cuba? The Stones played Cuba. Stones played Cuba. I think what we're going to do is um, we're going to wait and see what happens. So Gene and I have a wait and see <laughs> policy because we was going to play in Venezuela and look what happened there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't even get toilet paper there. That's why. Isn't that sad? You can't get Kiss toilet paper there. Well, you could if you ordered it on uh, the internet. That's what I thought. But who's got money for the internet in Venezuela? That's right. That's right. Sad was happening there. Sad. Very sad. Yes, it is. Very, very sad. Bill Clinton has his jaws on the floor. (laughs) Makes a change. The Hawks are terrible, which is sad. Yeah, you're a Hawks fan. I love the Hawks. Ever since Tom McMillan played for the Hawks. Do you remember Tom McMillan? He played for the Hawks. Yeah, you're a big fan. Loved him. He's from Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. that guy. He played for the Terps. The skinhead O'Connor was mean to Prince, <laughs> so Arsenio is suing. No, so I think that she was, Paul, I think that she's angry with Arsenio, and Arsenio is right, suing. Right, Arsenio was mean to Prince. Who's that? So is that says. a girl? This is a girl. Autumn. Hey, baby, how's it going? Oh, hi. How old are you? Hi, Paul. How old oh. are you? A lady would never tell. Well, How yeah, old do I look? If a lady wants to hang out with Paul Stanley does, <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, Paul, that music says. Oh, wait, there's an all-female Ghostbusters. That's what we learned. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Stanley. You're welcome. For letting us know everything that we've learned this week. I want to thank everybody. Of course, uh, English Nick. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Man of a Thousand Voices, Tim Andrews. Thank you. Autumn Fisher. Thank no, you. No matter what her age is, happy Mother's Day to you. I still want to know. Thank you. Greg Russ from Studio B1. Mary yeah, Ellen. I'm still here. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mary Ellen on news. DeMarco, who's uh, running the spaceship. And thanks to you, all of you, for listening. Happy Mother's Day. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again next Sunday at noon. But until then, I simply must insist that each and every one of you get off my lawn. 